okay, Jess, so you always tell me you don't like that you're not really a big enough part of the opening bits. Oh, I, I do? So this week when we get started, I'll give you a setup and then the rest is up to you. You just take that however you want. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. A very intimate and up close <laughs> Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> yes. We're recording this week from Sadie Hawkins Pod South. East, east. Southeast. Southeast, which we haven't done since Don't Blink. Right. That's technically true. We have, and when we recorded Don't Blink, we recorded at your parents' house. Right. But. I uh, we had a different microphone then. We bought our second microphone. We, we bought did. a blue mini. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, we can just record together on that. Well, no, it turns out you got to get real close up. So yeah, we're, our we're other in mic, each other's we have, faces. We have four settings, and we can do where we sit across from each other. And this one is just uh, cardioid on, and, yeah. and uh, omnidirectional. And we're I did not want to go omnidirectional. We're also doing this on the porch. We got we're having a nice yeah. porch session. I don't know if you can pick all up the wind chimes and the crickets and the coyotes and the <laughs> norwals and all this stuff out there but uh we yeah we are on the water so it's possible yeah so welcome back merry christmas happy new year yes christmas is now in the past happy kwanzaa happy kwanzaa i guess it was just the other day it was the other day of course i knew that happy hanukkah happy hanukkah and Happy New Year, because this is our special Happy New Year's happy episode. Happy New Year. In which we do The Rest is Up to You. Because, man, the between. rest is up to you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> God got you this far into the year. The rest is up to you. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I'm so thrown off because we're not sitting across the table looking at each other. Yeah. We're sitting side by side like we're driving in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I took my bracelet off because it's making a lot of noise. Uh, so yeah. the, oh, yeah, top of the show business. If this episode has that different energy, now everybody knows why. Yes. We're cuddling. We're just like shoulder <laughs> to shoulder. Dancing g- cheek to cheek. Cheek to cheek. Giving each other little pod <laughs> kisses. Little pod <laughs> kisses throughout the episode. <laughs> Can sneak a little pod, little pod kiss. <laughs> You're a pod kiss. So yes, we have voicemails. We have multiple voicemails. Next week, we're doing Kojak. So uh, next week is a nice uh, all work and no play exclusive episode where we'll probably have nothing to talk about. So maybe I'll save one of these voicemails for then. Um, We have two voicemails from Brady and another voicemail from Daniel. I don't think that one's for us. It says, hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. This is Brady Sullivan. (laughs) That's our new nickname. (laughs) Everyone's nicknames is based off of uh, whatever Google Voice decides they said. So now we're the Larrys. Please, no. No. We ha- no. I get that all the time. When people are all like, what's your last name? And I say Leary. And they're like, Larry? Whenever I'm, I'm like, at no. a doctor's office, they always are like, Mrs. Larry. And I'm like, it's Leary. The thing is, it happens Come to on. Jessica a lot more it than it happens to me. It, ha- it only happens to me like a handful of times you know, any given year, like one or two times. But it happens to Jessica all the time. Yeah, and I went from one last name that was, okay, I understand that my maiden name is difficult to pronounce. It's an uncommon last name. So I get that it's kind of like people get it wrong sometimes. But like Leary, it's It's so easy. It's so common. If we went to Ireland, everybody would know your name. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's it's Jessica Leary. (laughs) 
I've well, been working on my Irish accent. You were doing this earlier. What were you doing this We drove to? past a trash heap that had very green grass on it. And I said, oh, it's the rolling hills of Dublin. Covered in trash. Filled with people's tossed away food. I was going to say something really dirty. So, uh, yeah, I held back on that. So let's see. Uh, I guess we'll just play both voicemails. Here's the first, all three voicemails from these two people. Here's uh, Brady's. Hi, Larry's. This is Brady Sullivan. So in response to your uh, Matt and Matt not being on tour, um, so in the uh, 2016, Matt uh, Thiessen missed a couple shows, and his first show back was the Portland show that I was at, and we didn't even know if he was going to be there. And I saw him walking into the venue, and I, he talked to me for a couple minutes, which was really cool. Um, Matt Hoops, I found out on another podcast interview, um, he quit touring for a spell uh, during his divorce. Uh, the interview was on the Local Wave podcast, which I guess is like a Nashville podcast a lot of industry people on there um merry christmas guys um keep up the good work and then brady called back with this little coda to his voicemail hey guys it's brady again uh an addendum to my last uh voicemail oh i said coda it was an addendum excuse me it was an addendum so when teason was uh gone while they were touring with switchfoot in 2016 John Foreman took over singing duties. And uh, I'm really disappointed in myself because the night before they played in Portland, they were playing in Eugene. And I could have made a drive down there if I took the day off from work to see Lank K featuring John Foreman, which would have been one of those once-in-a-lifetime things that I missed out on. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so two things. One, I remember Brady either on our deathbed episode that he was on or in another time he called told us about that because when, like last week we, we said oh Matt there was a time Matt Thiessen wasn't singing for Reliant K in 2016 it was Brady who told us the story at some point in the past so there's that the other thing that he said about John Foreman like subbed in for Matt Thiessen singing I tried so hard to find YouTube footage of that and I couldn't find it and they played Portland twice like they played it on both legs of the uh searching for america tour or looking for america tour so i was like i so i couldn't figure out which of these portland shows is the one where he made it back man i i just want to know what john foreman sounds like singing reliant k songs is he like sadie <laughs> hawkins day that's what i really wanted to hear in my khaki pants <laughs> i really want to hear john foreman singing uh crayons can melt on us i want to hear him singing the may the horse be with you and then the other thing you meant that brady just mentioned the local wave podcast i've heard that podcast that specific episode i don't remember that detail that brady took from it but i referenced that podcast for many episodes after i listened to it because there's a lot of good reliant k tidbits in that local wave bat hoops episode I love a good tidbit. <laughs> yes. That's a David Lynch reference. That's a very inside joke. Who cares? I mean, it's what he calls, what's her name? 
Laura Dern. Laura Dern. That's Laura, his nickname for Laura Dern. But we have a whole inside joke thing about how David Lynch gives nicknames to everybody. <laughs> That's changed my twitter bio to say mentally dating david lynch and danny got upset by that and he's like you're gonna leave me for david lynch and he's gonna call you biscuit i name all my blonde women that's what i name all the blonde women in my life this is biscuit she hosts a podcast with her husband well, we'll take care of that guy. We both do terrible David Lynch impressions. <laughs> yes, we do. All you need to do is like a Midwest accent. That's really all it is. Moving on. Any other top of the show business? Oh, yeah, we yes. have one more voicemail. One more voicemail from Daniel. So we won't play these next week because they're very timely to last week's podcast. This is about, this is Daniel calling, talking about the uh, Santa Claus's thumb into town. Hey guys, it's Daniel. I don't know how to say this, but um, Bows of Holly is correct. It's not Bogs of Holly. Bows is, in that context, is spelled B-O-U-G-H-S. The G-H is, like, silent. Like, it's probably an Irish word. Like the name Monaghan or something. Oh, yes. That's how we pronounce it. (laughs) Bows of Holly. (laughs) Daniel's right. I have to be very loud when I do my Irish accent, and we're on the porch right now. Um, but, hey, fair enough. I also did not really remember that, like, clause is spelled with an E on the Deck of Halls version. I did have that, but uh, I, I don't know if I still have my copy of that or if it got lost at some point. Anyway, yeah, have a good one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I feel like we, t- I think we figured out like, oh, maybe the spelling and the pronunciation are different. I, I mean, what Daniel pointed out is it's probably like an Irish thing and I didn't think of it in that sense. Um, so that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Or, or did Wait, you actually say? I don't know say, when we said Bogs of Holly. We t- said in the whole episode because a lot of, because it's kind of sounds like he, it's, it's written. Bows. It is Bows. It's written in the song. You remember last week anymore? No. <laughs> Who, who's going to remember a week ago? A lot has happened since <laughs> last week. <laughs> um, Danny, do I ever remember <laughs> last week? Because you always, cause we always thought it was like Bows of Holly, meaning B-O-W, but it's spelled Bogs of Holly. I never and thought in a lot that of And in a lot of covers, people pronounced it Bogs, uh. I guess. And we were like, is it Bogs? Has it always been Bogs? And it turned out it was always spelled Bogs, but it's pronounced Bows of Holly. But, you know, you think bows, of bow, bows. Bows. Well, f- 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to swear, but I'm like, oh, then I just have to... <laughs> Click over to the bleep button. It's just more work later. Yeah, we don't we don't have a dump button on this mic. That's that's the one at home. Right. I think we figured out after the the podcast, like it is pronounced differently than it's spelled, and it's just it's spelled bogs or bogs, whatever you know. But I always I was also thinking like, is this like a goatee hook thing, like a goatee hook thing, like how goatee is a uh, fish means fish. You ever heard? You know the band Goatee Hook. You see me wearing my. I mean, I've seen your shirt. G-H-O-T-I. It's not the same spelling as the silent G-H in Bows of Holly, but 
Goatee means yeah, fish. It's like cough is spelled with a G. Yeah, cough. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. So Santa Claus is summoned time. Another thing that uh, Daniel gave me some guff for was in the in the uh, Discord group, which want to remind people you can sign up for the Sadie Hawkins Pod Discord group. You just have to DM us personally. We're part of the Pizza Posers family of Discord pages for many different. Pod, punk podcasts nice that exists and we're on there and daniel's on there and on our group i was like oh i realized that and i didn't get this term right because he he explained what it is but it's like i realized they interpolated some of the melody of santa claus is coming to town into santa claus is thumbing to town and we forgot to mention that and daniel was like where when was that i don't know what you're talking about and I'm like, I don't know. That's in the past. That's an old song. We're never going to think about that song again. <laughs> but then David Park jumped in and he's like, I think you're thinking of the fact that they use part of the melody of Jingle Bells. In it. And that's not something. We, they use part of Jingle Bells towards the beginning of the song. Melodically. They interpolate mm. part of Jingle Bells in there. And I was like, okay, there you go. Is interpolate actually a word? Yeah, it's when you like use a portion of an existing song on purpose. It's oh. like sampling but playing it for yourself. Gotcha. I guess a big interpolation that I know of would be, um, I don't remember the name of the song anymore, but the big song <laughs> off of Nimrod by Green Day. I don't know the name of either song. Hitchin' a Ride. I had to look it up. Mm. The, hit, the song Hitchin' a Ride by Green Day like uses Stray Cat Strut. But it's not a sample because they're playing it. And it's not a cover of Stray Cat Strut because it's hitching a ride. But they purposefully use Stray Cat Strut. Could they get um, sued for that? No, they used it on purpose. They, like, the same way you use a sample, you pay for it. Oh, you like okay. get a writing credit gotcha. and you pay for it. You license right it. Jessica's distracted because right now our computers are sitting side by side. And I gave someone at my work the the the, uh, the like login to like log onto my computer so they can fix my Word and my Excel. Nice. <laughs> so Jessica was like looking over my shoulder, like, "What's the deal over there? Your computer's moving itself." I actually wasn't. I was just staring off into the middle distance. All right. Well. <laughs> so the rest of the podcast is about the rest is up to you. Um. So, I don't know, why did I pick this song? I just wanted to pick a sort of, like, like, not, like, a not well, no, not well discussed song off one of the, off the second or third album. That was my goal. And we haven't done Anatomy in a minute. Yeah, we haven't. So, that's why I went, I picked this one this week. Well, one thing that I can interpolate, or whatever you said, is that the opening guitar riff is literally K-Car. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then the second half, I was going to say, is basically Balloon Ride. Like, mm. the whole outro section is not exactly like Balloon Ride, but it's the same idea as Balloon Ride, but breaking out into right. the acoustic guitar and making it more, like, worshipy. So, okay, so here's the beginning of The Rest is Up to You. And here's K-Car. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I definitely hear that. This is this is well tr- well treaded well treaded upon ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean Reliant K sort of repeating some yes, of their riffs. Yeah. And that yeah. 
Yeah, this also this song kind of feels like an early foray into pop punk for them. Right. It's got it, they have it, lyrically in the beginning, which we'll get into, but it, it definitely feels like the first part is that like seemingly typical pop punk bad boyfriend theme. Yeah, because the whole thing about this song is that the first like two thirds section, the faster section. Mm-hmm. Not before it gets into the little balloon ride worshipy section at the end. It's so abstract. Like I have, I had, I pretty much never had any idea what he was singing about. Yeah. Aside from the fact that once it gets into the slower worship part, it's like, oh, well, clearly he's singing here about basically witnessing about Christ and trying to get someone to believe in Jesus. So I guess the whole song's about that. And this is that very, very uncommon character. This is the Gold Freddy of of Matt Thiessen themes, the abstract Matt Thiessen, the like inability <laughs> to even like really comprehend ex- easily what he's singing about. The only other time I I, I was felt like lyrics were this abstract was um, where do we go from here? Yes, yes. But then in hindsight, I figured out that that's probably about his relationship that leads up to. Forget not slow down. Right. But That's when, more of a poetic sort yeah. of abstract. Whereas this feels like a very early, early sort of attempt at that. Maybe. Yeah. Um. The lyrics aren't my favorite overall in the beginning, middle, or at the end where it kind of veers off. Um. And the song is also a little too long. Like I think you said, or at least you told me that it yeah. should be split up into two songs. This and song's it totally way too should. long. Um, it kind of has the feeling to me of a first draft. Like maybe it is just an early song that didn't make it on the self-titled or even the demo. It's just the lyrics are a little too, I don't want to say juvenile, but I just want to say like early. This, the They're lyrics aren't young. good. They're, yeah. The lyrics aren't good. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I have seen people commenting about what a great song this is. And the thing is, I do really like the the music of this song. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But these lyrics aren't great. When it's like, I want to tattoo your mind. I don't and- mind that line. I, I actually <laughs> like, the, I do like, it's weird. It's weird and not really a Ryan K line, but I do, I'm, I'm okay with it. It it feels, I mean, that does feel like a, like a pop punk lyric right there. Right. If I've ever heard one. Um, but I do like the lyric to defeat the wheat, go against the grain. Right. I do like that. Um, I get the the sort the symbolism and the wordplay we're doing there, but that's that's about it. But like some of these, this this is like one of the ultimate mixed metaphor songs. So he's like to defeat the wheat. I'm gonna have to skip around a little bit. I'm just picking them out. But he's like to defeat the wheat, go against the grain, and then very quickly after that he says, "Your mentors become your tormentor. Give him the money, but is it for rent, or what? I get burnt." For the like, what the hell? What this? What's going on in these lyrics? And then, um, I know, but what will I do? The rest is up to you. This speech is merely words. It's even worse because it rhymes. Like I'm like, these feel like fragments of another song that were yeah. being put together. These feel like fragment lyrics. Like these are what were left on the table after they wrote most of the rest of this album. Yeah. I, but again, I actually kind of like this song, but I'm just not crazy about the lyrics. In the second half, when it's just clearly about, like, give up to Jesus and, and 
believe in him and stuff it's like okay well now i understand what's going on and we it's almost like we have a thread we have a concept of what's actually going on but the whole beginning part with all these mixed metaphors and and then i know matt Thiessen and reliant k like using these fun goofy like little metaphors yeah are things that happen all the time but the, but the totally out of whack like not lining up in terms of how each one go, flows together doesn't work in this song it just for me doesn't at all. flow no. yeah and i actually because i was sort of jarred by this song i did an extra deep drive dive trying to figure out if there was any play on a mark twain quote here <laughs> oh. because of that first line but i turned up nothing no I it's wouldn't. just like a non sequitur it's just oh, okay no i would i always just assumed i assume this whole song is basically non sequiturs <laughs> now that i think about it now that you make me think of it in that term but the first opening line about i was about to quote mark twain and i realized it's all in vain like i just assumed that is non sequitur to the rest of the song and it's basically like a very complicated verbose way of saying i was about to try to say something clever to get to to get into your mind but i realized there's no point you know what I mean? Right. Like when you want to say words to get an idea into someone's head and it's just not working out and you're just not expressing your thoughts clearly. Well, it's because those words are not enough. Well, that's a whole other song. That's a much better song. <laughs> that's a much better song. Um, is that the song that I have here? Same album, though. Is it, oh, that's that's a, okay. No, that's not the, that's not that song. Because I was going to say while you mentioned that, and it confused me because so many of Reliant K's titles feel very samey to me. I've talked about that in the past. Falling out. So I basically feel like this is oh, a. Oh, but I love falling out. I falling feel out like so good. I feel like this is a failed first attempt at an idea of a song that falling out fully successfully completed. And basically, when I hear this song, throwing away the the, I'm not talking about like the message of the song. I'm talking about the idea of the type of song that Reliant K wanted to write here. I feel like this is basically let's do a worship song in a skate punk style. Because it has this very clunk, it has this very crunchy, not crunchy, but it has this very chunky, has this very chunky no effects like baseline, mm. right? It has this very like lag wag. I don't know if lag. Oh, David Ketch can tell us if it's lag wagony, but I'm just thinking like fat records, chunky baseline that carries it through at this like mid tempo skate punk feel, but it's really at its bones a worship song, and then they like nail home yes this is a worship song by slowing it down at the end and making it clearly a worship song but i think this song overall fails whereas i think falling out did that exact same idea of let's do a skate punk song that is actually a worship song like the text is that it's a skate punk song and the subtext is it's a worship song like can we take the the trappings of a skate punk song but put it into the framework of a worship song falling out took that idea and totally succeeded and this song i think took that idea and failed yeah this definitely feels skate punky that's why i said so both lyric the first part of the lyrics lyrically and also just musically this does feel like they're sort of dipping a toe in the waters of pop punk right like just trying to be like oh and Maybe we said that earlier, yeah. but just in case this is someone's favorite Reliant K song, we haven't mentioned it before, 
we're resistant to the idea of calling Reliant K a pop punk band right. until a point. We don't think their first three or so albums are really pop punk albums. They're pop rock albums with a little faster pace. Yeah, once you get to mm-hmm, and especially you're in pop five punk score, territory. But... You're in the pop punk territory. Although, like going back to what we're going to be talking about next week, All Work and No Play, the demo, where it was clear, <laughs> April, hello, April. <laughs> Because we're on the porch, we locked April inside, and she's like, "What? I, I, I've been locked out. Is it? Have I been fired? <laughs> have I been we furloughed?" We were giving you the night off. Yeah, we were giving you the night <laughs> off. She's watching us. <laughs> she's giving up. Now she's smelling the tree. She's giving up. She's giving up slowly. She's smelling the, the ornaments. Yeah. So I don't remember what I was talking about because <laughs> April totally distracted me. She is a terrible engineer. She yeah. really is. <laughs> um, so yeah, this song is way too long. This that's another thing, is this song does not need to be this long. As a worship song, as worship songs go, like they're usually very long. They're long. This is for over four minutes, completely. But only unnecessary. one minute of this song is a worship song, and that's the last minute. But I think if I think the the secret is that the first part is also a worship song. It's Probably. just hiding as a pop that's what I was talking about. That um, that's what I was talking about before April distracted me. So the demo is basically like, especially with Matt Thiessen's fake British accent, it's like there and and you know punk rock for the casual set or whatever it says in punk rock for the business minded. I don't remember whatever it says inside the demo. Right. Like they were trying to be a pop pop, pop punk skate punk band, and they were trying to get on Tooth and Nail Records, and then they got signed to Goatee, and they're like, oh, I guess we can pull back on the the skate punk aspect for these these first couple of albums. I think that's... But then with this song, I think we're like, well, let's try doing that no effects bass. And let's try to do a worship song as a skate punk song. So this feels like further proof to me that this was a very early song. Yeah. That just didn't make it onto the self-titled, didn't make it onto the demo, was shelved until here. I feel like this song should have been shelved. I feel like this yeah. is like not a fully formed song right i feel like this is the kind of song that turns up for an, in another band kind of turns up on their like cut songs later on like there are songs on uh the let it happen mxpx b-side collection that are actually were supposed to be on the album life in general but they're not up to snuff with the rest of life in general mm-hmm. i'm not talking about the demos at the end i'm talking about um i don't remember the names of the songs but there's a couple songs in the middle of life in general that were written for sorry a couple of songs in the middle of let it happen that were written for life in general that were cut totally and never turned up until let it happen at all in any form and like they knew to cut those songs so i feel like this is a song that should have been cut and then like maybe turned up on like burden the b-sides too or something right. <laughs> agreed yeah and the other thing is like in terms of how long the song is it's like either too long or it's too slow and i'm not talking about the, the last minute like it's a mid-tempo there's these mid-tempo no effects songs like drugs make it are good yeah make it nightcore just speed the whole thing up like the, the the first part should have been a lot faster and you would have probably cut a good 20 seconds from that runtime and it wouldn't have affected maybe it even would have helped when you slow it down to the worshipy part maybe even the worshipy part should have been a little faster <laughs> maybe the worshipy part my my total complete theory is not theory my opinion is that the little worshipy outro part should have been 
either cut from the song entirely and it should have ended on that on like a slow you know uh sustained chunky bass just going off into the distance or you cut this song and make it like benediction too you make this song yeah. like this is benediction part two absolutely and make it a whole separate song on the album and you you could do that you could even make it like a this is the end type thing where it's actually clearly the same song or you know the way uh, away in a manger goes directly into I celebrate the day you could make it clearly like there's no clear cut <laughs> in the tracks but just still have them separated on the CD tracks but if they had done that we if we would have been still talking about both songs today because that's the way we do it on this <laughs> podcast um so I really think that this song is probably inspired by that like mid-tempo no effects sound and style um which was very early 2000s late 90s thing that they did like the uh thank you for uh so long and thanks for all the shoes era and i'm even like maybe this is like a mini decline i actually don't know if that lines up into because there's like all of these fading sections into other little parts and i don't know when the decline came out hold on 1999 yeah so it totally works out the decline was like a 20 it was a 20 minute song that no effects wrote but it's really just a bunch of songs jammed together and this is a bunch of songs this is like three songs jammed together and so i think that this was like a mini christian worshipy decline if you just put like if you wrote five more of this song you'd have a 20 minute song over 20 minutes at that point i don't do math i'm not an accountant or something <laughs> Um, so what we could talk about so last thing and then we'll get into the break I just saw Jessica about to be like well could take our break is that what I saw you about to do yes before we do that we have to talk about the gold version oh that's right yeah and I'm not and you can just take my word for these I'm not like I'm not aching to play them all back to back right because I listened to the gold version and the non-gold version and it actually took me a while to really suss out the differences because they did sound very similar but once i heard them they were night and day so first of all in the non-gold version that bass is so natural yeah because that's what they did they really boosted the bass in the gold version that's like the first thing they did but what they did is but but in this one because the bass is like the lead instrument in a way they smoothed it out it's like they put one of those um, high-definition filters, you know, that's meant to take the grain out of film. Mm-hmm. But then it also takes <laughs> right. the pores off of skin because that, yes. that AI doesn't know the difference between a pores on skin and grain and film. They basically smoothed out the bass. So in the original mix, it was much warmer and more natural. You could actually hear the fingers. You could hear the slides mm. of the fingers across the, the chords. What do you call it in bass? I don't know. Are they chords and bass? No, the, like when the finger positions. Like as the finger positions changed on the bass guitar, you could hear the fingers affecting the strings. You could almost hear the pickups and the strings hitting the pickups. But they smoothed that sound down on the gold one, on the gold thing. So 
they're not even errors. The errors, they just, they sounded cool. They sounded real, and it sound, makes it sound like an actual skate punk band to hear that sound of, like, the pickups yeah. vibrating against the, the strings vibrating against the pickups. But they put some sort of compression on it that smoothed that out and made it much less human. It was so much more human, and they took that out. Another thing is they put a compressor on Matt Thiessen's vocals for the whole song that make his his vocals sound way much wetter Hmm. like there's a slight reverb on it but it also makes it so that like it sounds like he's talking like this a little bit (laughs) it sounds like (laughs) he's got big braces in his face like me you know what i mean like it it it, and it's not natural it's not it's just some sort of weird it's got that z sound Mm. like that weird z sound that like billy joel not billy joel sorry billy joe armstrong has the z sound Mm -hmm. Or sometimes uh, Michael Bublé has a z sound right. that just kind of like it, it, it puts the z sound on everything. So undeniably, the non-gold version is way better. And again, the gold version is the only version on all the streaming sites nowadays. Apple Music and Spotify, it's just the gold version. And another thing that's pretty obvious between the gold and the non-gold is when the song kind of breaks down a little bit and it's just the guitar going da 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 and Tyson goes, the rest is up to you. And then there's that like telephony sounding backup Matt Tyson that goes, the rest is up to you. And it's yeah. coming through like a filter. Yeah. Like the filter, it's hard to tell if there's a different, I mean, there's a difference, but it's hard to tell which is better. So that's the one we'll play back. Here is the non-gold like telephone filter Matt Thiessen backup singer. Okay, so there's that. And here's the gold version. Can you tell oh, the difference? yeah, they like... They like duplicate it. There's a there's yeah. an echo in there. Yeah, and I think that's just in general about how much wetter they made the vocal sound in the gold version, and they pulled everything. They pulled the vocals kind of up front over the instruments, and they like I said, they smoothed out any human element to the instruments. This is this is in every way the special edition <laughs> of Relent King, and this isn't. And this is. I mean, spo- we should petition for them to put the despecialized editions yeah. out on Spotify and Apple Music. There should be like a, there should be an anatomy of tongue in cheek platinum version where it's just, first of all, they make a third mix. <laughs> and then they also release all three mixes together. Sorry, I just took a big gulp of my tea and you made me laugh. That's nice. I can still make you laugh after 30 years. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this break. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more. Just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our Little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, 
Michael, and Connor. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> and we're back with a very short deep dive. Oh, okay. So first of all, we have song meetings and stupid song meetings. <laughs> I got- <laughs> It made me click because I was just trying to exit because the ad was so big. It was over too much of the page. And it made me click on some creepy anime porn site. And I didn't have my VPN on at the time. And so Song Meanings and I are not on the best of terms right now. Oh, no. So you'll like this one, Danny. 18 years ago, Skankin' Ska Girl said... I'm not really sure what this song is about, but I think it might have something to do with having an abusive boyfriend or something along those lines. See? Like when he <laughs> says, I know what he did to you, but there's only so much one can do. The rest well, is up to you. Yeah, I guess there was a lot more in the lyrics we didn't get into, but I just want to pause on that for a second. Is that in terms of like, is there more to read about what she said first? Yes. Okay, let's finish what she's saying and I'll remember what I want to say. Skank and Skagirl goes on to say, most victims of abusive boyfriends say things like, he didn't mean it, he's all tore up about it, he's really sorry, but there is only so much you can do for that person. The rest is up to the victim to leave her abusive partner or something. I'm not really sure, but when I studied the lyrics, that's what I came up with. Hmm. So, one thing I was thinking that I didn't put to words was that this, aside from the fact that this is not Matt Thiessen's best lyrics by far, by half. This is an, this is also a common Reliant K theme of Christian song trying to pretend it's not a Christian song. Like, the, this, the first half, the rockin' mid-tempo skate punk section is so abstract, you really can't tell that it's Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not until they slow it down and break it down, then you're like, okay, this is a worship song, this is a most likely about witnessing and testifying to someone to become a believer in Christ, right? So it's like, but it does this job very poorly. It's not like songs on mm Mm-hmm and Five Score where they sound like they can be about relationships or they can be about mental health, but then there's also, you can read into it, the spiritual aspect or the Christian point of view on it. Like, both points are valid. This song is so puzzling because I hear a, a song meaning like that, and I'm like, yeah, that first half, it could absolutely be about dealing with an abusive relationship. Because he says, like, the tormentor becomes your, or the mentor becomes, the mentor your, becomes your tormentor. Your tormentor. Yeah. Um, which I always thought of the dementors when I heard that <laughs> lyric from Harry All Potter. All the oars. Yeah. So it's like, well, what's he specifically singing about there? I guess he's just singing about some vague person's problems that he's trying to lead them to Christ because of, maybe. But it's, like, so vague and abstract that it's hard to get a beat on. Metalhead for God said, I never quite got this song, but Ska Girl is probably right. Any other views? And then Bad News said, Ska Girl could be right because I got no other points. <laughs> See, uh, songs to, even song meanings are, are, are stumped on this one. Uh, and then 15 years ago, Faithful1 underscore 7 said, he's talking about being hurt in general, especially by someone you're close to. Your mentor has become your tormentor. And now the person is hurt and stressed. I think Matt's saying that he has tried to explain to this person what they need in their life, but there's only so much on one can do. 
And now the person has to decide on their own if they're going to turn to Christ or not. He's begging the person to give their problems to Christ and he's explaining just how great God is and what he can do for us. It's a great song. Yeah, that's basically what that's the that's the conclusion I more or less have been able to come to. But again, it's couched in this like f- this Reliant K form which is not perfected here of not trying to seem like a Christian song, mm-hmm. but then dropping it on you. When that's not what Reliant K became good at. Reliant K became great at singing a song that sounds like a universally understood theme that when you dig a little deeper also has parallels to Christian thought. This is just like oil and water. This is just like one whole thing and then just baiting you in. It almost sounds like the way people don't like Christians of like, you don't really care about my problems. You just want to save me because you want like a notch on your belt for bringing someone to Christ or whatever. That's the way some people would see being witnessed to, you know what I mean? Instead of like coming at it from like, I actually care about you and I want you to become saved. I want you to turn to the Lord because I found that that helps me with my life and that could help you with your life as well. This song doesn't present it in that kind of like understanding way. It seems to just be like, Hey, you got problems. Turn to Christ. It's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, you got problems. Like I want to be your friend and I want to help you with them. And maybe through my example, you'll, you'll learn to turn to Christ. It doesn't, that this song doesn't come off in the better way of those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Then I have, and this is actually, I have just a general band kind of review. It has nothing to do with the song, but it popped up in my deep dive. So I'm going to read it anyway. It's from Five Score Era. Um, it's from Westworld, westward.com. Uh, and it's just called Reliant K by Michael Roberts from April 19th, 2007. Posted at 4 a.m. For members of the original hardcore generation, the concept of polite punk is oxymoronic in the extreme on par with family-friendly heavy metal and hip-hop done the Aaron Carter way for listeners young enough to be free of historical hang-ups however the stuff offered by Reliant K currently touring with May and Sherwood isn't contradictory in the slightest the Canton Ohio quintet sprang from the late 90s Christian punk movement heathens need not apply and on five score and seven years ago their best-selling new disc the players hardly renounce their origins Amid the sweet melodies, cushy hooks, and warm harmonies of Must Have Done Something Right, and the rest of the ditties are lines like, Thank you, God, for giving me the insight and devastation and reform, and even Deathbed, a wannabe rock opera, leaves a Jesus-y aftertaste. These elements are likely to appall listeners who like their punk with a hefty serving of nihilism, but the little churchgoers understand. (laughs) What? The little churchgoers. It sounds like a uh, rackets and drapes song. The little churchgoers. It's like we're spooky, but we love the Lord. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting short little article. Kind of weird. Yeah, that's very strange. Then, oh, I was so excited because this is the first time that we popped up in one of my deep dives. Oh my god! Daddy just did a. Take and shot water all over his computer. <laughs> What's I did. ridiculous is that you were with me when I said earlier that this came 
but I forgot. I really forgot. <laughs> so our pod bean page popped up this week in my deep dive. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did, and I did a spit take on my computer. Luckily, it missed it just perfectly so as not to cause any damage. And that's all I have for the deep dive. Cool. Well, now the rest is up to me. It sure is. As we get into my relatively short YouTube findings. Nice. This is a fan music video, an FMV, as they're known as. This is by Crazy Squirrel 99 on YouTube. Sick name. This is nice and cozy sitting side by side while we do this. I don't Mm -hmm. have to like... We can share the screen. We can share the screen. Maybe this is how we'll always do the podcast side by side, (laughs) sharing little pod kisses. So, this was uploaded 12 years ago by Crazy Squirrel 99, and specifically, Crazy Squirrel Productions is the name of their, like, <laughs> their attic production company. They're, like, teenagers. Sick. And yeah, as you do, you come up yeah. with a production company name, and that's going to come into play again at the end of the discussion of this video. Nice. So, here we just got them on drums in their, like, in their finished attic in their finished attic they're pretending to play the drums pretending to play the guitar and then this guy shows up oh wow and he's basically liam gallagher (laughs) he's got those round john lennon-esque glasses and he's got a bowl haircut like he's in oasis and he puts down a he's wearing like a sport coat with just a white t-shirt underneath it so i wonder if like Crazy Squirrel Productions loves Reliant K. Oh, they certainly do love Monster Energy drinks, that's for sure. But Oasis is what they see as, like, the pinnacle of cool. So he's just talking as this Oasis beetle looking, like, <laughs> specter standing, sitting in this kid's room. And then in the kid's room, there's this other blonde boy laying on the bed, like, disheveled and sad, covered in Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> And then we cut back to the pseudo band lip syncing. And look at this creative shot. Whoa, it's like a tracking shot. It goes around him and then it goes back the other way. <laughs> there's this moment. And the kid in the bed points at himself. There's strange like art. Like there's, me? There's an art to this video as badly compressed as it is and as amateurish as it is. There's a strange art to it. Yeah, and he points at himself as like me? The rest is up to me? And then the bull haircut dude points at him like, yeah, you. When they cut to the band pretending to play, it keeps throwing me off that this one kid has like a, a bandana tied around his head, like a neon <laughs> green bandana with he looks like held a in place. Character. Yeah, held in place with, I don't know, something. I can't tell what that is. The song is so long. <laughs> That's the most timid drum playing I've ever seen. Like, mom's gonna come and yell at us for the third time. For not Mom, quiet. we're making our FMV. <laughs> I think maybe he's think supposed to be using, a doctor. Oh. I think that's supposed to be like, okay. They're I, clearly using their laptop to shoot this, though, because when the kid in the sunglasses leaned forward, you could see the reflection of a laptop. Yeah. And the video in. His, uh, his shades. So I think the story of the video is, is one of two things. Either he's supposed to be in a therapist's office and the Liam Gallagher type character is a therapist or a psychiatrist 
and the bed, the bedroom bed that he's laying on covered in monster energy drinks is supposed to be like the bed you lay on when you're talking to your therapist. But then again, he's covered in monster energy drinks. So you don't cover yourself in your vice when you go to see your psychiatrist. Maybe it's the deathbed and the other guy is Jesus. Oh my gosh. Is the rest is up to you a midquill to deathbed? So, or the, the second thing I think is that there's just like some sort of like spirit of Christmas past <laughs> that just looks like Liam Gallagher, that looks like a teen boy dressed as Liam Gallagher. And he's just there telling this kid like, hey, get up, shake those monster energy drinks to the ground and get out there. There's plenty of fish in the sea. There's a nice crotch shot of these young kids. And whoa, whoa, he pointed to the camera. And Jessica, he let you know that the rest is up to you. Well, this is a mystery. I can't figure out who did it. Can you? Well, I'll try. It's my job. Remember that? The Simpsons? Okay. So then they, he stands the guy up and is like, hey, come on. The rest is up to you. So I don't know if they're like... Oh, I was hoping he would, like, take him to a church in the end or something or, like, just stand him in front of, like, a cross hanging in their mom's craft room or something. Right. Maybe it's supposed to be. But these kids, you know what? I made the joke last week that all of these teen FMVs don't get their location permits and they don't have their proper 12-hour turnaround, mm -hmm. and they're not union, they're yes. not even, like, paying, they're, you know, not paying SAG or anything. Right. Crazy Squirrel Productions is a proper production company. So they're not just going to get out there and try to sneak a shot out of a church. Like oh, they, sure, they probably, sure, yeah. you're right. Good point. And if you don't believe me, okay, now they walk outside. So Liam Gallagher and the red-shirted boy walk outside, and the rest was up to them. But in case you thought I was joking that they're a real production company, well, first of all, they got credits, editing, psychiatrists. It's all by Fritz Grigs Grigsby. It's all, oh, you know what? In answer to the question, the credits said psychiatrist was played by Frigg's Grisby. Uh, so he was a psychiatrist. And then Logan Well, Grisby then why was he covered in... A, oh, he's the patient. Maybe he made a house call. <laughs> Maybe. I was like, you wouldn't go to the psychiatrist, open five cans of Monster, chug them right there, and then cover yourself on them with them on the psychiatrist's couch. But ready? Oh, no, not yet. Fritz Grigsby does not sound like a real name. They should and just it's call themselves the, Griggs, the Grigsby brothers. Yeah, there's four of them. Grigsby brothers. Now check it out. It's OMG, a real production company. Stop. They got an amazing production oh, logo. No. Look at this. Why is it a moldy purple squirrel? I think it's supposed to be space rocks inside of a giant squirrel emblem. It's supposed to be asteroids inside of a giant squirrel. So a giant space squirrel, like a vector space squirrel, just slowly went across the camera, positioned itself in the center of the frame, and it said Crazy Squirrel Productions. Wow. That's a production company um, logo that's almost as epic as Tommy Wiseau's Wiseau films. <laughs> so then we we get to go back to the pre-Labor Day bonanza with Where Titans Fall. We last saw them with uh, we, we last saw them on their cover of Trademark. We're back to one of our, this is it too. This is it. They only did, or at least they only uploaded two Reliant K covers. They did wow. a couple other songs for the pre. 
Labor Day Bonanza, but this was the this is the last Reliant K cover that we have to talk about. So a reminder, this this is this like I don't think we mentioned it last time, but they're like an all black group of teenagers and they're playing in a parking lot, which we couldn't decide if this was some sort of camp or like just like an apartment building or like a church with a large yard or something. But like across the way, across this giant green field was like Allentown or something in the background. Right. Like factories and old buildings and stuff. Yeah, I remember them now. Yeah, the they camera awesome. was on the other side. They're playing yeah. alongside a soccer field and they have a there's like a lot of people from the community are here to watch them play in a parking lot where the parking lot meets the grass. Where the parking lot meets the grass would be a great album uh, album or, title. Or a good emo band name. Yeah. The crowd knows what they're playing. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> the lead singer just took a beach ball to the face. So there's that. Then we can skip ahead to where they slow it down. Again, like, oh, this is where I realized because I was running out of time before we had to record. So I was like, let me watch this at 1.5 speed, which doesn't count as Nightcore because you need to pitch it right. up for Nightcore. But just listening to it at 1.5 speed, this cover, I'm like, this song on the original album should have been faster than it was. Yeah. I can't make this. Okay, there's a couple different bridges in this song. Again, I'm talking about the structure of the original song, not where Titans Falls cover. We're two minutes and 48 seconds into the song, and there was a little, like, there was, like, 10, 15 seconds of of where Titans fall, kind of messing around, getting ready to play. Mm -hmm. So we're two and a half minutes into the song where, like, the cool bridge comes in. This song is way (laughs) too long. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get into the actual worshipy section, see what they did there. The lead singer actually has a great like pop punk voice. Yeah, he's, he's really good. They're doing their best with this section, but this section of the song, it's just like 
it's not a good enough it's a good enough skate punk song but it's not a good enough worship song right yeah like they perfected this this strange formula with fallen out but here it's just not working like here what they really needed to do was like a twinkly midwest emo like post hardcore thing like forget the 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 i'm talking about the original song again forget the like balloon ride acoustic guitar driven slightly changed outro coda section like give us a twinkly like midwest emo like i don't know some sort of like apple seed cast like real artsy post-rock thing sure so then uh, there's a Signe Blanford, and again, rest in peace, Lakeisha Kruger. Oh, yeah. We barely knew ye. Her channel's gone. All we have left when it comes to stock music that's labeled as Reliant K music is Signe Blanford, and they're not as good as... Lakeisha Kruger had a way better stock music library oh, yeah. falsely labeled as Reliant K music. Uh, so I'm not even going to play Signe Blanford. You're nothing to me, Signe. <laughs> Instead, last thing we have here is um, our very own listener, Beatrice. Sweet! She did a Rave DJ upload. Oh, nice! And we haven't talked about and done Rave DJ in a long time. Yeah. And somebody had sent me a list of Rave DJ stuff that I keep forgetting to actually talk about. They sent it months ago. Rave DJ is so much fun. Um, it was... Uh, where is it? It was Tucker. Back in July of last year, Tucker sent me a whole list of rave DJs he put together after we were originally talking about rave oh, DJs. Oh, man. And there's some Reliant K stuff in here. So I hope I didn't miss any of these songs. Well, we already did some of... Okay. So some of Tucker's rave DJs are he mashed up the original and the Reliant K cover of Dr. Worm, which is a mess because if you, if you try to mash up two songs that are literally the same but by different people, rave DJ doesn't really know what to do. Then he mixed up Empty House and Some Crazy Bastard Wants to Hit Me by The Amity Giants, which is a great idea because the, both those songs have that heavy vocorder, uh, what's that thing called, auto-tune vocals in them. Then he mashed up Chapstick and All-Star. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, now that I'm finally circling back to these, uh, well over, no, this, yeah, well over, wait. Oh, it was this July. It wasn't July 2019. Oh, Sorry. good. It was this July. So it's been six <laughs> months. So we're getting back to the six months later. Maybe in another six months we'll actually play them. Um, he did Must Have Done Something Right versus I Am the Love Addict, which I'm not sure what, who sings that. I don't know who sings that. It's not telling me. <laughs> I just Googled it. And then he did Balloon Ride and Levitate, which I, again, don't know. Uh, PTL and nothing. I don't know all these songs. And P- these are all. Really I think like, PTL might be the only one that we've done. We've done, yeah. Yeah, since this list was, uh, since these rave DJs were put together. So we'll have to remember to come back to these when we do those songs. But for now, here is Beatrice's mashup of uh, I, the current joys is the name of the ma- artist that she mashed up, and Televisions is the name of the song that she mashed up with. The rest is up to you. But there's only so much one can do. Now the rest is up to you. 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 
so her own comment here is, this is currently the weirdest mashup I've ever made, but I think it kind of works towards the end. Hope you like it. So, I like it so far. I think yeah. it's great. Oh, it gives us a two and a half minute version of the song. So that's nice. nice. Yeah, because I noticed it was a the, there was definitely some pitched up stuff going on with yeah. this. Oh, it's song. sped yeah. up. It's sped up. The rest is up to you. It, for and sure. it makes it so much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the last 50 seconds of this mashup. dig it you dig it you like that version more better or the same as the regular version more better or the same uh definitely more better <laughs> wait less <laughs> more or the same as the real version more you like that version more well there's a similar question we'll ask in a couple of seconds <laughs> but uh i guess that's the whole song that's the whole song to discuss that is the rest is up to you so what's the rest of this podcast up to the rest of this podcast is up to you telling me if you like the rest is up to you less, the same, or more than before we started this podcast. Less. That's the same for me. I also like it less than more than the last time I listened to it. <laughs> um, yeah, because when I think about this song, like I thought I liked it. I thought it was like, oh, it's like a mid-tempo skate punk song. Right. I kind of forgot about the balloon ridey worship part at the end. Um, but basically, this is coming down to being the same for me as Breakdown, where I loved Breakdown, having listened to Reliant K since the first album. Like, I thought I loved Breakdown. And then when we broke it down <laughs> on this podcast, I was like, no, Breakdown's way too long. It needs a minute cut out. The... VeggieTales version is actually superior. So in this case, I wish there was a VeggieTales version of The Rest is Up to You because I don't think this song, this song isn't offensive in the way that like, uh, you know... Uh, Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson or the one about the beer and his friend from college. <laughs> I'm not required to remember the names of other songs and what we're talking about. What have you been doing lately? I got that on my own. I didn't even look it up. So this isn't like a what have you been doing lately or a Marilyn Manson ain't my girlfriend where it's like offensive. It's just not a great song overall in compared musically to the rest of their catalog. Yeah, or for sure. Yeah. I would much rather hear a jam that is sort of like. Would you rather hear that's my jam? <laughs> yeah, I sure would. That's what we're doing next week. Just kidding. But we are doing that soon. Uh, next week we're doing Kojak. So we got to watch some episodes of Kojak. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> what was his catchphrase? Give me a kiss, baby. I'm Kojak. What? What? Was that his catchphrase? I don't know. He had a catchphrase. I've never seen it. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but 
Kojak. Will you look that up? I want to remind you all to stay safe out there. Stay healthy. That's right. Yeah. And it's a good, this is a good outro line. So Kojak, for those who don't know, we'll talk about it next week. Oh, wow. Popular 70s fictional television detective. It was a detective show. And his famous catchphrase was, who loves you, baby? And coochie coo. Oh, (laughs) weird. (laughs) So so we finally got an outro line after almost a year and a half. (laughs) Who loves you, baby? Coochie. I say who loves you, baby. And you say, we'll switch off every week. Okay. Ready? Who loves you, baby? Coochie coo.